Hello and welcome back to the Everyday Ceremony. I'm super, super fucking happy to have you here to explore together the depths of our being, of our mind, of our emotions, of our joy, of us just being fucking humans down here on this planet. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a freaking good time and see you later. I want to open up this conversation with actually three little questions that you usually ask me when I come Ooh. to you for for the little treatment um, that I got to receive a couple of times from you. So yeah. as our topic today is going to be mainly about health and everything related to that, what would you say, like broad health, everything like emotional, mental, physical, where are you at right now? Like, where are you standing right now in your health? Oh, well, that's a very good question. It's your question. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just learned it too. Like I'm uh, not the proprietor of that question. So right now, just for the people who listen to, we just moved to Cuenca. Uh, like Cuenca is a, a nice city in Ecuador. And, um, we moved here and I moved here basically for the reason of having more possibilities to work with people. And I finally established a pretty good routine for myself health wise mm. too. So when I wake up, I drink my water, I have tea later, but I drink something. Um, I usually do pretty much half an hour of online stuff just to check on mails and things. Then I go outside, but I get up pretty early. I get up like at 5.30, 6-ish. And I go outside and do my running. Uh, I go for a little walk, all running. And then I do some exercise routine, which I also have on my homepage, like five minutes, four minutes exercise, some strengthening. Um, so I'm finally at a stage where I'm really doing a lot of the stuff myself, <laughs> which took me a while. I mean, all the moving and whatnot. But right now I'm having it pretty established. So um, right now, funny enough, it's literally the first time in since I'm here, I think, in Ecuador, which is like one and a half years nearly now, that I actually got some, I, I feel my throat. So I have like some itchy throat right now. And, but like it was quite, quite, it was quite straining also the last couple of weeks. Mm. And uh, nevertheless, I'm eating very healthy here in a lot of like reasons. I mean, I do nutrition seminars, so I'm eating that stuff too. Uh, and I did like, I'm doing finally some, uh, how do you call it? Like strengthening work too. It's not just cardio, but I'm also mm -hmm. doing strengthening stuff, especially for the biggest muscle groups. Uh, like some body, body weight kind uh, of yeah, exercise. Do body, exactly. Yeah. Calisthenics, I mean, something like that. I'm, well, I'm just starting that. Um, and I really need to build up first like core strength which is one of the biggest things that I just uh, incorporated now also with my routine when, I, when I'm working with patients is like the core strength uh, in relation to like um, how do you say it? like back pain for instance mm -hmm. and I learned a ton about that in the last couple of weeks and months actually mm -hmm. uh, just to be able to incorporate that and 
I never had that aspect when I was in Germany in my practice to be like, to work actively with the patients in the sense of they are doing the work. So I've shown them exercises now. I help them to just find at least a little routine because it actually takes a lot of time to really establish that. Mm-hmm. And also just showing those practices and exercises. And I mean, there's a ton of really good information out. If you want to look it up on YouTube, you will find it. But it makes a whole lot of sense to have someone who has an eye for that and mm-hmm. does it himself and really had patience to know it's like, yeah, well, this is your problem. And you should really work on that first. Yeah. I had like a like a 64-year-old female patient a couple of times now. And um, we did some osteopathy in the beginning. And then, like, she's... And it gave her relief for a long time. But then she started doing, like... She's doing, what is it called? Like, that racquetball. Oh, my God. Paddle, I, paddle ball? No, it's like... They're doing it all here. Like, the, the seniors are so much into that. Badminton? It is not badminton. It it will come up, but it's it's like tennis, but miniature. And people who know it will just go on my throat for not knowing that. But I just can't remember the name right now. So she's doing that again, and then like her pain came back straight away, and we yeah. established it. It's pretty important for her to do like really some core strengthening exercises where you don't bend your spine, for mm-hmm. instance, because she. And that's that's really interesting because we're so. Uh, Usually in our moving patterns, we are very established. So details are usually not, we're not aware of. That's mm-hmm. that's my experience with patients. And it is literally, for her, it was literally just like some, some flexion in the spine. Not extension, but the flexion. And it was literally just, you know, when she, when she thought she was doing a hip hinge with mm-hmm. the hips, she was not really hinging the hips first, but she was she was starting with like a, a back flexion. And that just that little movement was always like a pain trigger for her. Mm. And it's like, okay, you really need to understand and really incorporate that hip hinge is a different movement. It starts literally in the hips. And we did like a step, like helped her hopefully uh, for a long run now uh, to establish that movement. So, Coming back to the first question, how's my health? I am actually pretty good. Like there's That's a lot amazing. of stuff happening that we have to take care of. And I pay, I'm taking care of. And uh, well, it's the first time that I'm feeling a little scratchy itchiness in my throat for a long time mm-hmm. being here. And so, yeah, that's that's where I'm standing on that one. Doing my like cold showers every morning. This morning was one of the only ones I did because I really had to go early into the city, <laughs> like really early. So it was just, there was just no time. I really had to get going. That's why um, the throat is itchy, bro. Missed out. No, on well, the, I miss, <laughs> missed the cold shower. Missed the cold shower. I have it for two or three days now. So <laughs> it is a, a process. Yeah. But okay. No, so so- you, you, you were already pointing into like the direction of like core strength and so on. So where would you actually like to go with your health? Like, again, looking like now you have a certain routine established, but like, what can you, like you say your nutrition is good, all of that. What what can you see for yourself where you would like to go, where you would like to pr- improve into, grow into? Well, establish more of the good things and leave out more of the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's and it's it is an incre- it's just incrementally it is step step by step and there's two steps forward one step back because mm-hmm. life is as it is and moving is finding new sources again and like people food mm-hmm. everything so i am going incrementally in the direction i want to go which means as i just said and I also try to implement that. And I, funny enough, I will put like, this is the starting point for my nutrition seminar today is like just being more clear of the toxins to get rid of the toxins, whether they are in the food, in the water, in our clothing, in kitchenware, everything. It's just ubiquitous mm-hmm. to leave more out of like, get rid of that as best as I can incrementally because I am also learning every day something new is like oh I, di- I just didn't know that and then of course bringing in the stuff that helps me being more healthy so being even more consciousness about the food that i eat because mm-hmm. of course sometimes the kids want something right away blah blah, blah. we didn't i i didn't have the scope to, to go shopping for more than two days so the third day we just don't have the healthy stuff and you just have the bread lying around and a little bit of butter, stuff like that. So, and it happens. So, um, staying in that process, yeah, and going further, and not, you know, I mean, I had times in my life where I was just like, oh, well, whatever, f it all, mm. and just staying on track. What What is like one of the things like that in in that regard of like getting rid of because you you mentioned it were like like people toxins and like water food whatever you basically consume you want to get rid of more of the things that actually don't serve you and incorporate more of the things that do serve you yes like what is like what is like a thing that you see right now in that way that you could actually let go of that you haven't let go of so far where it's like one specific thing is it like is it something with food is it something with the people that you surround yourself with is it something with like the the place you live in or the clothing or like what what is like a thing for you that standing out for yourself right now where you're like oh yeah actually i can i can let go of that well right now to get rid of some of the things just requires more resources. Mm. So it is like a two-step process. I first have to gather more resources to be able to let that go. It's like, I'd love to live in a more, like in a sustainable and um, ne- built with natural materials home. Yeah. By which construction. Right now, exactly which is not possible right now because i need first to gather more resources okay so um and then really i mean i still have some some mental stuff i want to let go yeah so there is of course there is like uh, <laughs> some thought patterns yeah and yeah uh, but talking about that like it really helps to have the routine in the morning mm-hmm. like period that really helps i mean i have my you know i have my bin 
not just not binge watching anymore, but like half an hour in the morning where I just scroll through like X or Twitter or, and then I go over to YouTube, just I mean, there's, there's some things I'm just, I just like to, to watch and I have it out of the way. And then I just go for my walk, as I said. Yeah. Um, so I think for now I'm, I'm definitely on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you said one very important thing and I, I don't know if I asked the question on purpose like that, but it's like, actually, the more good stuff you incorporate, the more of the bad stuff automatically falls out. Because you, if you have like this, I don't know, half hour or like one hour morning routine or whatever you set out to do is like, in that moment, you have one hour less to do shit. <laughs> yeah that is no, so true and 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 when you said it it was like oh yeah why why did i even ask like what do you want to let go of like actually it is for like for me at least how i see it also in my life is like if i focus too much on the thing that i actually want to let go of i hold on to that thing because i kind of resist it i kind of put so much attention on it and if we yeah. stay with the concept of where attention goes energy flows, flows then, exactly, yeah. <laughs> then i just give it actually more energy whereas if I would think more about the things or focus more on the things that I want to incorporate in my life, that I want to fill my life with, then probably at the end of the day, I won't even have that much time left for binge watching or like scrolling or like dwelling on whatever negative thoughts or eating bullshit food is like, if I have a great breakfast and a great lunch, then yeah, I can still fuck up dinner. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's it's still like I already have like two wins in my day. So I think this is actually a really nice thing to to take into consideration. Is like what what do I actually want to improve on? Like what do I actually want to incorporate more? And automatically, then I'll have less space and time and energy for for the stuff that doesn't serve me that much. Uh, yeah, and again, I mean, I'm working with patients, and it. it just to be clear, it is an incremental process. It's step by step. Yeah. And I know by my I know myself well enough. I mean, I was beating myself down for stuff and I had enough that I thought that I could beat myself down for so long. Mm. Still happening. Nevertheless, it's getting less and less and better. And uh, it it's important to know. Like, I mean, I come from eating just whole food, uh, mainly whole food plant-based, and now here being back on like with some eggs and then some chicken and there's a whole story behind that which incorporates my children and just want to try that and uh, plus getting supplements here is more difficult let's say than europe mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it is like to walk it's just about walking the walk mm -hmm. and if i need a, need a break from it and sit down it's the same for my patients i'm not like well you're still as human. you said, like, the, yeah, but as you said, going into the direction and just keeping there, that that's, I think that's what it's, what it's mm -hmm. about. And that's what, as a, as a doctor coach and stuff, I'm, I'm trying to help people with, to keep on the direction. So now to wrap this part up is like, are you ready <laughs> to go there? Like, are you ready I to am. actually keep on walking the path of honoring yourself and really doing more of the things that do serve you and automatically letting go of the things that don't serve you that much? I am. And Fuck I am going yeah. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> it is. And 
I mean, you know much more about my like backstory and things. So right now there's just a lot of stuff going on with family, with the new yeah. child coming, uh, with moving back again to Ayampe, et cetera, et cetera. So, but for me, having the clarity in my male energy of knowing, okay, this is my job and mm -hmm. I, I'm going for that and not being too much distracted from it and not letting mm -hmm. myself be too much distracted from that. That's what it's about for me right now to really step into even more into that role. I mean, I already have two daughters and I already yeah. am married. And so there, there was this stuff going on. <clears throat> um, and now new business here and stuff. So it's like, okay. You, you, men you mentioned distraction and I think distraction is actually a big thing that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to health, because we oftentimes even distract ourselves from, the symptoms that we do experience, which then actually does not actually allow us to really work on our health and improve it in our health. You now mentioned that you are like kind of working more towards distracting yourself less. And I'd just be curious to hear like to go a little bit back into your past maybe and like what what does your or what is your relationship with distraction like how did that play out within your life like as a having been a medical professional and like having like having the knowledge of all this healthy stuff are you or were you still susceptible a lot to distraction yourself or was like the the knowledge itself sufficient for you to always take care of it about yourself and like be healthy and all of that no no it Just knowing, like knowing, being, and doing are very, very separate, at least for me. Mm -hmm. And to establish it in my own life, it really starts, at least for me, with like valuing myself, like really giving value to, okay, I'm doing this. And man, I just, I, in my life, oh God, I come from like 25 years of being in the system, of being schooled and going to university and writing a PhD thesis and uh, and being in the medical system, which is extremely hierarchical. And, and like there was always a lot of pretty much, pretty much like a really, really high percentage of what I was doing was extrinsically motivated. Mm-hmm. And so giving myself the value of saying, okay, I, I just don't like doing what I'm doing here. Uh, and I stopped doing it because I internally don't, I can't stand this anymore. Um, took, took quite a bit of guts and uh, it is an ongoing process. Mm. And I mean, I think we talked about that, but I, I really had a big, uh, addiction of like pornography for instance mm. and that's a really tricky one like i can just tell everyone if you're not addicted to that crap don't even start it because it distorts yeah i'm serious like it it's like don't think about the don't think about don't think about the green cow with with uh, uh with dots on it yeah i know it's like now everybody's um, gonna close that podcast and watch porn <laughs> uh well instead doing that maybe you just want to go for a little like walk in nature or yeah i mean there's nothing against uh self-pleasure at all 
just the circumstance should be very clear mm-hmm. and let's say clean mm-hmm. like without this external craziness coming in like it's just it is absolutely mental i just <laughs> like knowing that like a 10 year old now can see like in one day can see more naked women than like an emperor like thousand years ago in his whole life mm-hmm. is absolutely crazy so so from from your perspective and also your experience what does that do like what does oh. that do you to your mind to your emotion to your physiology like what what does that do like nothing good <laughs> to be very clear that uh-huh. doesn't help with basically like what it did for me was just make it really difficult to engage with myself actually mm. instead like there's always this engaging with with these like pictures moving pictures sounds well smells not and stuff but at least not now which is probably also coming with all this AI craziness coming it's like oh my god um but the relationship with myself is just highly damaged with that mm. you know to really feel and i mean to feel myself and and other than that I'm, i can be pretty lucky but because like i am being an osteopath i am generally very much in a feeling mode You know, and now bringing that back also with sexuality and getting it back together. That is like something I am working on. Mm-hmm. Let's say, well, is it work? Um, yeah, well, I mean, that, that that is for me. Other people have like alcoholism or whatever it is. But that was probably the biggest thing for me. And I mean, it started pretty much when when I was 14, 15, because then was, that was the rise of the internet. Like literally, then it was just starting, you know, and the first page is coming up. Um, and of course, admitting that even like publicly now is gives me like a pretty a dull feeling in my tummy, mm. but it is what it is. And then we should be able to talk about that and hopefully, I don't know how to say it in English, superiorate superar and uh, is in spanish just like to overcome or like overcome that's the word yeah. thank you it's overcoming like these things and you ask also what what is it impairing like a relationship to myself of course a relationship to whatever partner i had or have right now um yeah because that that always gives such a I mean the images that are just that you can watch is is just crazy in so many ways like I mean there's so many fetishes and 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 but then yeah how people interact with each other it's just impairing a lot unfortunately mm-hmm. so yeah who, whoever is listening to this right now just and you have that Maybe you want to reach out and we talk about it. And I'm not saying that I'm totally clean or whatnot, which is I'm not. But it's also a process and mm-hmm. to just really get get going. And there's good resources to also help out. So and to be able to Yeah. 
So, so just to to tie that in into the whole health topic is like, what do you feel like did that do? Like you said, okay, it had the impact that you really kind of lost touch with yourself. Like it really impaired the ability to feel yourself. And yeah. what 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 did what kind of results did that then have in your in your life like connected with like your well-being and like health like all like mentally emotionally physically like what what was the like results well, from man, that the first thing it takes up a ton of time uh-huh. depending on, on how much addiction there is you know and There is, there are ideas out, especially from like an, an Eastern culture, that with every ejaculation, for instance, you really you you, you give away life energy, mm-hmm. like if you want to call it prana or chi or it doesn't matter. And there is definitely truth to that. There's definitely truth to that. So I don't know if I'm living less years because of that. It is, it might be. Um, for me, it probably was. I don't know why that. Why why this lifetime? It, it's just as it is. And it's probably for me to not lose compassion with people who are in, in addictions. Mm-hmm. You know, but it it's of course it just. Uh, it is it is my own way and to be compassionate with myself too which is definitely not it's not easy for me mm-hmm. how much do you feel does compassion play a role in living a healthy life like is that important or not really like holistically looking at it wow passion well it's the question like where is it overlapping with self-love and is it the same which Mm -hmm. is it a part of love so it's probably pretty important why why do you why do you think so like what what does it what does compassion do within our system? I'm trying to think about like one of a very influential book for me is called um, Letting Go. Mm-hmm. And the author, oh, I always confound it with or confuse it with the, the phys- like the physicist. It's not Stephen Hawkins. I think it's Richard Hawkins. Well, <clears throat> he's doing a lot of. Um, well, he's not alive anymore, but he did a lot of research into muscle testing, mm-hmm. uh, so kinesiology, and um, he has like a whole kind of. See, I have to get into this more. But he has like a whole um, 
level system of uh, steps from like being totally miserable until like enlightenment uh which he could test and there is we were still in compassion i would try yeah. to <laughs> try to get around there and i'm actually man i would have to think about this more i know one of the big like the threshold from going on from negative emotions to positive ones is actually courage mm -hmm. which made a ton of sense in my own experience in my own life mm -hmm. like and he had it on a on a scala uh, on a scale from like zero to nine a thousand more or less in that scale i can't even remember what what his measurements was but like the, and like a thousand would be like Jesus enlightenment, you know, yeah. Buddha, Jesus and love and experience of love would be like around, I think 550 or 600 and courage would be like a threshold of two, 200. Mm. And you have like fear and shame and guilt and everything before that. So that really helped me to see, like, as I was talking before about steps, you know, into a, mm -hmm. into, into a direction that helped me really, really to see some of those steps it's like okay right now i experience fear but then even letting letting that happen mm -hmm. and having the courage of letting that happen already propelled me a little bit forward yeah. because it is connected with courage so that system made a ton of sense to me yeah and i don't know i'm pretty sure there was like um compassion was part of it it was probably before love like around like 450 or 500 i'm pretty sure it was in there i can't remember right now yeah um but it made a ton of sense it so it, it does like also just the the few kind of corner points that you mentioned about like for example having fear or shame or guilt and then yeah. that stepping stone of courage to actually allow that to be there to actually accept that and for me, I don't know, in my own definition, compassion is basically like the loving acceptance of whatever is like there, there is like, that's how I see compassion is like, I, I really lovingly, or I try to lovingly accept wherever I'm at. And in that moment, I'm being compassionate with myself. Like I'm not actually trying to change whatsoever, but yeah. within that acceptance, within actually that courage of just being as you are in that moment of like being a little bit of a fucked up human being and who has <laughs> trauma and who has like, we, we have shit, you know, but it's like, actually, yeah, I do know that if, if we take that example of like, you now like talking about, for example, that, that pornography addiction, there is shame there. Oh, definitely. But, but you have the courage to actually express that and in that moment it is already i think you are in a healthier relationship with that very thing because you're not resisting it so much you're actually allowing it to be there you you are being compassionate with yourself and in that moment you are actually able to make healthier choices because you're not so attached so i think compassion uh, yeah. is compassion is somehow loosening up those attachments a little bit and making us actually more free to make healthier choices it doesn't make that we necessarily make them 
but I think it opens up a a space yeah. for for choice making. That's what courage does to me. That's so I have more. Fun. So that that's that's the you know that's the spacer in in be, like in between that opens it up like this like okay, but I want to express now having said all this openly there is this fear in me that people are judgy mm-hmm. and they're going to judge me for, for what I am because I mean right now again I'm trying to build up a new business of several actually at, at the same time and yeah just I I feel that fear it's like oof, okay now we're yeah. talking openly about that and seeing what's going on in that world and everything is going like so in my opinion, crazy radical and and for whatever reason you called Nazi or you like it's so yeah I'm in I am in, I have a fear fear of that being being judged mm-hmm. and that's certainly there so I just want to express it if someone listens to that it's like okay this is still there it's not that I'm like oh yeah whatever no it is of course there's still because oh my god there was so much shame and guilt around the whole topic for my oh not my whole life but a, a big 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 part yeah. of it so uh maybe it helps <laughs> talking to so, it about it openly <laughs> but <laughs> the, the good thing is now now we already went into into the shadow part of philip so now uh, people already know like okay he's he's a human being like yeah He's he's one of us. So now let's get a little bit into. <laughs> let's get into the, the light stuff. Yeah, no, like, let, let, now let's get and into the fucking. He also has pretty a lot of skills. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like let's now fucking transition into the fucking yeah. amazing and like healing aspects of Philip, because like what I personally experienced, and I don't. Did we have three or four sessions? Oh, I four. I think it was three. Three or four? Okay. I could Whatever. look it up. <laughs> something between three and four. It's like not such a big gap between three and four. So something in between there. And now you might be like, oh, three sessions, four sessions. What does that do? Is like a whole lot. And so, like overall, like just a couple of things, like from my own experience, um, before you can share like what what you do and how you do and why you do and all of that. So you can already start thinking about that. (laughs) But (laughs) it's um, like my mind is already like, yeah, that's whatever. (laughs) No, I'm listening to you now. It's so powerful how those couple of sessions where at the end of the day, you didn't really do that much in a way of like cracking me like crazy or like asking me so many things it's like it was very in my opinion very minimalistic and simple approach but like a very tangible and life-changing um change um that resulted out of those sessions where for example like i had this kind of twisted crooked spine kind of thing where i always was struggling with like shoulder pain and like even now knowing shallow breathing like i was not actually really able to open up my diaphragm properly like there was like my rib cage and everything was kind of twisted and not really be actually able to take in full breaths, not actually really able to 
really regulate my nervous system physiologically because I was hindered in that way. And then afterwards realizing, oh my God, now my breathing is way more deep. And now I can actually relax way more deep, which then had a lot of effects actually on my mental well-being and on also my um, emotional capacity to, to feel things because I could breathe deeper. I could um, basically hold more space for emotions and my thoughts within me, which is an incredible thing where I'm like, holy shit, like you literally just looked at what my body was doing and how my body was again, acting in certain patterns, as you mentioned before. And like, it was walking in a certain way. I was like standing in a certain way. And you basically allowed my body to stand and walk and operate in a little bit altered in a little bit different way. And all of a sudden my physiology, my mental capacity and emotional, um, I don't know, emotional well-being changed. That's and beautiful you, to hear. And, and that is just the beginning. We worked on things like, we, we didn't even know that we worked on it until we worked on it, like the, the birth trauma. When I got sucked basically out of my mom with, I always forget the name of that thingy. Yeah. Forceps. A forceps. It's either forceps or sometimes you have like a little suction device. But like some kind of thing that got put on my head and I was yeah. supposed to be yeah, pulled true. out of my mom and then this didn't work out and whatsoever. And there was like then the doctor or the nurse laying on my mom's belly to finally push me out. But at the end of the day, it, it left a certain scar and it left a certain imprint on my mind on my brain on my skull like on on all levels again it's like it's the physio physiological level like the skull literally got impacted but then yeah. my thoughts got impacted by that and it was really interesting when when phil was just standing there and like holding my holding my my head and like um allowing me to release some of that tension allowing me to release some of that trauma and some of that imprint thoughts um surface that were so um in my subconscious operating system like please don't hurt me where i had an innate fear of being alive i had an innate fear of being myself and existing in this world because my the way that i got birthed into this place was really fucking scary and painful and i literally just didn't want to be hurt and so just bringing that also into awareness and like soothing things out and like releasing some of that tension, like through the practice that that Phil is um, performing and doing, it changed my way of existing. Like it literally changed my way that I could express myself in the world, more self-confident, more actually knowing that I am safe because some of that tension, some of that fear of being hurt came to the surface and I was able to again like also accept that it was there accept that it was part of my my life it was just part of my experience in this lifetime I was able to be compassionate for that and in a certain way let go of it and of course sometimes I'm still scared that people will not like me and all of that but it's a, it's a it's again it's a more healthy relationship with those things like there is a certain awareness there 
there's like okay yeah. i actually understand that i can see that and i can have courage coming back to courage not to act upon that like not needing to be in that pattern but i can now have courage to step out of that and actually show myself in a different way where before i went to that session with you i didn't even know that that was there like i it was not in my field of awareness at all and i was just probably telling myself oh that's just the way you are tim you know like you're just scared of that that's fine like that's just how you are like no need to change something or no need to work on that or whatsoever. And then there was awareness and it was like, oh shit, I actually can be more free in that. And so overall, and there's like many more things that changed, but overall, I just feel like what your work has enabled me to do is like live more freely and actually make a lot better choices for myself. And it had, it was really empowering to, to be more of myself, you know? And like, I feel this as like one of the most powerful things we can actually do is like empower others to be more of themselves and to make better choices for themselves and not needing to make better choices for them, not being like, oh, Tim, you need to be doing this and that, but actually allowing me to, allowing me that space to actually make better choices for myself. And so overall, like every time I came to you, I felt actually more self-confident. I felt more relaxed. I felt more calm. And oftentimes not so much actually changed in my outside world. Like, for example, amount of money that I had or like amount of conflicts that I have with my wife or like amounts uh, of clients or likes or views or whatsoever. Like a lot of that stuff didn't change, but my internal space changed in such a beautiful way that the outside was not affecting me that much. So, but I could come into those sessions more confident in that place where I actually was. And so that being said, how, how the fuck you do that, man? <laughs> like how, well, like what, what is the, how you get there? Thank you. So, I'm happy we can talk about philosophy a little because this is the, this is one of the things that I was missing so much in and I'm still missing it in allopathic medicine like mm-hmm. we don't th- there's not many people who actually know what life means what is life what is health like uh, and have a philosophy about that and I found that at least in the practice of osteopathy that I uh, that I was able to learn which I'm not finished by any means. Like there's there's still be a good way to go. And it probably, no, it will never finish this lifetime. It is literally just a way to go. So what we were doing in all those sessions, and I hope I, I expressed it, is that I'm trying my best to help people to get their own equilibrium neurologically, which also translates to, because neurology just connects everything it connects your physical being, your emotional being, your mental being, uh, even the spirituality, at least in the, in the philosophy of osteopathy, is connect. Is it? It is like a you know madrushkas, like with the different shells, and they're all they're in the end. If you if you imagine like a madrushka, and in the end you have this spinal cord in the middle, and there is like uh, 
with all the filaments that go out and they're connecting everything and also every layer of that even if i'm not touching you i'm in your field and there might be people outside thinking this is crazy but like also physically physically we have fields like our our heart field can be measured like in meters away from us uh, so this is what i'm trying to do mm -hmm. i do my neuron and my testing which is a physical testing when like bending forwards which we did all and then trying to find where you have the biggest impact on your equilibrium and then trying to find the cause for that which of course then you need to know what causes is and how you define causes and causal relationship um, i have the possibility to test for it for instance, if you have a problem with your feet and you have like a, a, a rising thumb on your right, S-I-S, uh, uh, S-I-A-S, like it's a spine you have like in the back, you know, and uh, then we touch your feet, which is an electromagnetic input into that system when you're standing and then it's gone. I know, okay, if we treat that foot and then I have to figure out what part of the foot is, what is it exactly? So it's it's going from like an overall view of how you stand, how you be able to move, where you're shifting, how you rotate to much more detail and trying to find what I would define as cause. And when I treat that and, and which I'm not doing alone, which is always a shared experience, which might be, and this is like a, a part that, people probably never heard of but like i try as best to be there without interfering with life coming in and actually bringing us to where we need to go mm -hmm. and i mean that life is motion period and training that to feel motion in your body is what i've been doing now for the last seven years and the best like really starting to feel that movement which is very subtle i really started to feel that first with my children when you know when faith was born and she was like this little bundle of absolute expression of life in every dimension like literally like pulsating and 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 expanding which is literally what happens mm -hmm. when we when we grow i could feel that for the first time without thinking to myself, I'm bullshitting myself that this is just not happening. I'm just trying to feel something that's not there. Mm. It is there and it's possible to learn and feel that. So when we are working on a body or when I'm with a patient and we're working together in that moment, then this is something I, I try as best to incorporate and be not in the way of expression of life in your body and help for you and in your life to express that motion better, which in the end, and this is so beautiful that you said that in the end, it, it, it hopefully leads to, uh, to more possibilities, more flexibility and more motion in one's life. That is mm. what is behind that. So this is what happens when we do an osteopathy hopefully as best as it can and then there's definitely like from the years of experience now it's like there's a difference between young people and, and elder people and and of course newborns it's just the level of of working with motion and in motion is different in all the age groups and of course it's different with every patient you know i said some people really 
need to go through a hard, like, uh, let's say, cracking, because you need to, you need to really give back physical mobility. Mm -hmm. Happens a lot in thorax, like happens a lot with a lot, pretty much everyone has a problem with ribs in one or another, one way or another, just because we have so many like problems with the liver, with the stomach, with breathing in general, which is always the question, what comes first, you know, hen or egg, mm -hmm. but like, this is what I'm trying to figure out, like to, to figure out the, how to open the safe and how to put in the numbers in the right order mm -hmm. and at the right time for it to actually be able to open up. Mm. There you go. Pretty, pretty complex. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not a. I personally, I as I learned that, it doesn't make much sense to me that you just, you know, you do everything at once, without mm -hmm. even being able to test what the actual f you're doing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make much sense. But I, I am very confident, like when I'm applying something you could talk you could call a technique then it will have a, a beneficial result for that patient mm -hmm. and so so what kind of stuff can you actually work on like with the techniques that you are because now you you were like okay we work basically on the like neurology right like on 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 like also the nervous system But yeah. then there's also very like physical impacts, like people probably coming to you with knee pains or like even problems with like organs, like kidney pain or kidney stones, like what or like what what is like the 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 field of impact that you're having, or is it just all interlacing and overlapping? And it's like probably yeah. that, huh? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, so osteopathy is a medical system in itself. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. So you can treat everything with it. The question is, like, if you have very, like, of course, if you have like a broken bone and stuff, please go and get your bone fixed. Mm. You know, uh, if you have a tumor, it makes sense in a lot of ways to cut it out first but then have addition you know getting your neurology more in alignment with yourself i consider beneficial every time so i can at least be there for someone in whatever condition he is and there's people that came to me that just came to me knowing like oh well he i don't have any problems right now but hey, i'd like to have i get i get to get some uh greasing of the system so Hey, just mm. check what you find and just help me with that. And then we go on. And that's actually something I really like, like, you know, people coming to me when they're not in pain, when they're not unwell, but to be like, okay, is there something that, that might be beneficial for me? And it's, that we will probably find something that can help because and it takes quite a bit for the, for our body and our mind to express something with pain and stuff. There is a lot of stuff happening before that, mm -hmm. like in your lifetime that leads up to those kind of symptom expressions a mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. And if you see it on a timeline, I love to see it as 
as trying to, you know, bring you back more to like how you were with more possibilities when you were younger. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. Th that's one of the philosophies. Like, I mean, it's like, sometimes I say it's like peeling an onion, you know, you start and you have like a layer and then we take off the layer and then the next comes. And it's interesting. There is people that, that had like problems like years before that they were long gone. And then, you know, we work together and we take off a layer or maybe two. And then this problem come, this, this problem come, comes, this problem comes back up. And it's like, oh, I had that like 10 years ago and now it's back again. I, oh, it's this problem here with my breathing or I have those feelings again. Like this stuff mm -hmm. happens and it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, cool. And yeah, I, I really like that. Mm -hmm. But now coming to just bring it together because this is like the osteopathy part that I'm doing and it's the most holistic medical system I've been studying so far. Mm -hmm. in itself and what i'm doing now is reincorporating back or having done incorporating back like also the knowledge that comes from allopathic medicine like taking like having a blood works done and really understanding what we can do with it and what we can understand with that because i mean there's so many like we are living in the system that was based on that still like most of the people are living in that system mm -hmm. and it helps to have like black and white numbers and things to just show them, okay, if you change your diet in a certain way, or we figure out what really works for you. And if you change it, and then we do, we draw blood before and after, like after six weeks, six months, etc., And then all your lipids are changed. And it's like, oh, okay. And I have more energy, etc. So mm -hmm. this is what I'm, what I'm really incorporating back into now. And this is actually a really interesting process because it, it also amplifies the whole thing. As I told you before we were starting recording, um, I was never really able to give my patients like exercises because I n never took the time to really get into that. I did that now. Mm. And now it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Now I'm working on that back problem. Let's see back to, to, to the lady that came to me just a couple of weeks ago. And the next time she came, she was like, do you think we should work on it in an osteopathic way? And in, in an osteopathic way, again, like let's say cracking something and just doing some uh, muscle techniques and, and working on the organs. And it was pretty clear that was the lady with the hip hinge. It was like that she really needs to first go those, like to incorporate the new movement ability and understanding her movements and getting more core strength. And then it makes sense to, to start like to work on that updated system again. Mm -hmm. Pickleball. That's how they, that's what they pickleball. Like she was, uh, she was uh, doing pickleball and then she did it once or twice and she got that same back problem again. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, probably need to work on some other things first and when she has the strength then i'm very happy to go in and just adjust again if it's needed in what she had before and uh, then let the system like but knowing that the system now can handle the new uh, configuration and mm -hmm. hold it that's the point you know hold the new configuration mm -hmm. does that make sense there were a couple of things coming up for me that I think I would like to to touch on just because 
for me, this conversation is really interesting about defining what health actually means <laughs> and like how to how to just understand health a little bit more because it's it's kind of a little bit distorted in the in the time we live in like we have a healthcare system but where actually everything is based on already having a disease within the body having ailments yeah. having pain whereas you mentioned actually it's a long pathway until our body expresses things with pain yeah. like there is a, a very long timeline a very <laughs> a lot of opportunities for us to actually change things before our body expresses pain and well now, that sorry to interrupt you that is of course for if you have an accident you will have pain because you get literally something very much disturbed in your body broken or whatever that will cause pain instantly yeah. You know, but what I'm referring to is like the 90 plus percent of people who have like, let's call it chronic, chronic problems like yeah. diabetes, etc. Uh, diabetes, obesity, which doesn't cause pain, but like, like cardiovascular disease, uh, neuro, neurodegenerative diseases, cancer, that stuff takes a, a tremendous amount of time, like decades mm -hmm. to manifest. Well, not all cancers. If there's people out there, of course, you have like uh, like bone marrow cancers or, or, or like testicular cancers, which can occur when you're, when you're younger. I know. But I mean, in general, generally speaking, there's a lot of stuff happening before something comes up. And I also know there is children born with certain diseases. I know that. But there's so, so, so many dis-ease on this planet mm -hmm. caused by... And then we come back to one of the principles I really want to put out and I cannot stress enough. It's like, get rid, identify the toxins that are in our life, which range from physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. Mm -hmm. And in the physical is like gazillion things. How's your house built? What are you wearing? What we were talking before, food, wa water, like water, man, is just, even if it's treated, man, there's so much stuff in there, like medical hormones, uh, microplastics whatever please get a good water filter system if you are able to get one just to get good water um so get rid of the toxins and just do the stuff that really is benefiting which might result in really changing life and yeah uh so coming back to what is health i would say with my own experience is like being more aligned with myself and i believe personally that we are here incarnated on this planet and we have a like a, a path that we have chosen before mm -hmm. i believe that I, so uh, me too <laughs> we all want well, i mean there's that. a lot of people who are agnostic and or maybe they believe something as well like i believe that i i, I believe we're not he we are here for a reason for ourselves and getting back to that chosen path before we incarnated and that we chose. And when we incarnated, like we had like all the possibilities where we are mm -hmm. and then we, we walk and then we probably delineate from that path and that delineage, the further it goes, the more problematic it will, it, I believe it will show up uh, physically and also with symptoms. Mm-hmm. That's what, what I believe. And that's 
that's one of the philosophies behind what what I'm trying to do when I'm working osteopathically is when I'm saying we are we're shedding off layers or we just peeling the onion is bringing someone hopefully better with the help of motion coming in to that path that he mm. ex- that he or she chose when when we incarnated. So that's part of the philosophy I'm I'm basing my work on. Yeah, which I've never heard in any medical because it's it all needs to be so-called science based or whatever happens now which yeah. we can <laughs> well yeah and and it makes so much sense like the the way you explain it is like it does make so much sense that we actually do need to like and this is this whole thing like now about like self-love and coming back to yourself and like finding yourself what a lot of young people do after school because they actually feel so fucking lost even though you know you have that path you go to school you go to university you go work whatsoever but it's just not it's not not people's unique path so it's like actually if you look out there in the world this kind of thesis or theory is being confirmed that we all just have a certain path and we all have a unique path otherwise we would not need so many different expressions of human beings down here otherwise one human being would be enough you know if there would be one path we would have one human being down here and he or she would experience it all and that would be it but there's eight fucking billion so definitely there's a couple of paths and yet we have kind of certain systems established that try to carve us into a certain way to make it i don't want i don't even want to say they want to ruin us i think there might be a genuine intention of making it easy for us but (laughs) just not taking into consideration uh we are unique so easy doesn't work in that way like we are here all for our unique challenge and so we need to face our unique challenges yet if we think that there is an easy way, we don't want to face those challenges. And I think what comes in for me in there, in that whole concept of health is like all what you said, plus actually feeling that empowerment and that confidence that I felt after our sessions to face my unique challenge, you know, to not turn away from my unique challenge, but to actually, for me, this this is like, this is a big part of health is like, having the confidence and the empowerment to actually stay in on my unique path to not go into the distraction to not make like the poor choices to literally debilitate myself to literally fuck myself up so that i don't need to uh, face my challenges anymore but to actually stand in there knowing that i have the capacity knowing that i have chosen this path and knowing that I can actually deal with it because I have chosen it. And that, that's for me at the end of the day, self-confidence is like actually not saying, oh, it's going to be easy or whatsoever, but knowing that there's going to be challenges and knowing that I actually do have the capacity to face those challenges, maybe not in the most easygoing way, but probably in a way that I will grow and that I will evolve because I have actually chosen it before. Like I have chosen this experience. So that's kind of, I think for me, the the empowerment and confidence part is really important when it comes to health. I don't know, like that's just something that I actually got out of you 
sharing all that with me. There was just some things like, ah, I think like this empowerment for this woman, for example, to figure out those kind of um, problems with like her hips and so on, like by herself through doing exercises, you know, it's like, she is not reliant on you. Like she does, she's not yeah. dependent on you. She's not dependent on a healthcare provider, quote unquote, to take care of her health. But she actually becomes her own healthcare provider. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There's a reason I've started doing nutrition seminars here now. Mm. I know that I learned a ton when I give seminars and when I, I mean, I was a teacher for a couple of years. So I learned the most, probably more, much more than my students. And everybody who's taught knows that, that they learn more yeah. than anyone in the audience. Yep. And in addition to that, I can't stand this notion of um, disease management in mm. our current medical system and they're literally called disease management programs for diabetes for whatever condition that is labeled chronic so i don't want to be the next pill for anyone mm. so yeah that's what i really wish to achieve is someone coming to me a couple of times and we really and he her figures out for themselves what they need in their life and take whatever they can from our encounters and then go back into the life and just live how they need to live. That's what I wish to achieve. And I'm not doing it by myself at all. It's nature. It's God. It's everything together, including the person itself mm. being there. Yeah. And I really mm -hmm. go ahead, please. I just like what you said about, or like one thing that came to my mind, which we really try to establish with our ki like children is to not cut their roots and wings. And what I mean by that is like when they were born, they're not going into the system. We don't want them in, in, in normal school. So they're home and unschooled at home. And because what I've experienced is that unfortunately, as we were just tipping into before, it's like the system around us is not, made to actually empower us to be ourselves that's what i've what i'm still figuring out but i'm seeing more and more and more it's not meant to give you and for us to keep our roots and wings to keep us connected to whatever we might call source mm -hmm. and to whatever dreams and we have in life mm -hmm. and i wish that for my girls to to keep as best as we can um yeah so that let that be part of our, our work together mm -hmm. that's beautiful and it gives a completely different i don't know a very i would say <laughs> a theory or thesis that makes actually a lot of sense where it, it makes a lot more sense than, Oh yeah, there is a pill and that will help you. And that pill is for literally everyone on this planet is like, no, it, how could that ever be? And the same thing with nutrition seminars is like, how would there be one way of eating if there is 8 billion ways of being, yeah. you know, like, how, like literally like, how is there one state of health? And even 
and I don't know how how um how that sits with you, but for me, even like the blood tests is a yeah. for me, it's a little bit of a slippery slope. Of course, it all depends on who reads it and who interprets it. That's very, very important. But it's like, okay, who actually determined those markers of like that is healthy and that is not healthy is like based on what like definitely not based on all 8 billion people on this planet taken into account because then we would realize that probably people in africa have different blood markers than people in america have different than in europe have different in south america have different people like living in altitude than on sea level like there, there's just so many things coming in there was like okay what does it, and i i learned like how to read like blood charts to a certain extent like in my whole nutrition nutritionist training and then yeah. i was like i don't know it's like yes it says something but i wouldn't bet my life on it you know i wouldn't i wouldn't say like that i'm 100 percent correct just because i determined how much magnesium you have here and like there's of course like there's the serum markers and there's the blood markers and there's like all different kinds of levels to it but it's like I wouldn't also fully trust that. And I think it's it's a great connection point because as you said, it's like there is just right now a lot of trust based on there. And I think it's nice to pick people up from there and actually take them into, look, that's your blood. And how do you actually feel about your life? You know, like, how do you actually feel in your relationship? Like, how do you feel working that job? Like, how do you experience your life you know do you feel like you're expressing yourself so that's just also a thing where i think it's great to 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 pick people up from and like kind of create a bridge like to connect those two and i think it's when when you said it i was actually really excited for you about you bringing those two parts together of like yeah not abandoning that whole um that whole system that you studied and also taught for so many years, but actually bringing them together for people to move more into their more unique and empowered self. Um, but yeah, I see it as a, I see it as a transition. I see it as a, as a bridge. I, I wouldn't trust if somebody tells me like, okay, your blood markers look not how they are supposed to look, but I actually feel fucking amazing and energized and confident and whatsoever. It's like, it, it may, needs to make sense, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. So, like, I started a couple of months ago to listen and read up on, like, a doctor. He's called Peter Atia. Uh-huh. And he had, like, he's into longevity and... Um, longevity let's say science and like all the different aspects to that and i found it quite enlightening and very structured how his approach is which is which i'm really uh i'm digging um and this is all a reason also why i got much like back into all of the blood works and get those perspectives from someone who's actually studying like centenarians and like how long they live. So for instance, if you, if your blood lipids and I'm not saying lipids, I'm very specific on this one. It's like your ApoB, for instance, is like through the roof and you have like triglycerides through the roof and your HDL is very low. Um, 
I can confidently say that you have a very big problem with your meta uh, metabolism and it needs to be addressed, period. And then we take that and we see it, of course, it's always like every blood works, for instance, is just a picture in time. So it needs to be put in context and it needs to be viewed over time. But there are some very, very clear markers that are like giving a hazard ratio for outcomes in, but in decades away. So, and that makes a lot of sense to me, period. But still coming back to my overall frameworks of it, stop, get rid of all the toxins and get the good stuff in, which is that, and that's seen in a context. And ultimately I really wanna go into the direction and I'm going into the direction of trying to, for instance, help people to see all the value in permaculture uh, principles and, and design principles of us being, us being nature and being back in circulation with nature and mm -hmm. being part of it again and knowing that we are an, an inseparable part of nature. I believe that to be one of the biggest problems we have as a human, let's say not all of us, but like a, as a pretty big collective of humans or having that idea in the collective unconscious or whatever th that or having forgotten that we are nature. And there is principles to that. There is um, cycles in nature that shouldn't be mingled with, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't don't fuck up your uh, your menstrual cycle as a woman mm -hmm. with hormones, which unfortunately a lot of people, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, we have. Uh, like are not aware of all the the xeno hormones around us, like really hormone disrupting plastics that are everywhere from our kitchen tools to our like uh, clothes that we have, have on just to uh, just to illuminate uh, like uh, put a focus in that a lot of women are not aware of like the the underwear that is made out of plastic which means mm -hmm. like polyether and stuff like that they're so close to your skin you start sweating like all of that shit somehow gets also into you and those like the like this is really disruptive for like on hormonal mm -hmm. state. And I have seen countless women in my practice, like when they're in the 60s, 70s, they all have their like uterus out. And it's like, oh, I was bleeding too much. I have this and this problem. And there was the generation where like uh, hormonal con contraceptives came in in the 60s. 64, I think was the like the first uh, contraceptive. Mm -hmm. And now women born like 45, 45 64 yeah like they were starting with this thing like th that is generation x i think if i'm recalling correctly so and just to understanding this so coming back to that we are nature and we should not mingle with like all the cycles that are around us we should i i really strongly advocate for we should understand them like sun is coming up sun is coming down like mm -hmm. a circadian rhythm yeah uh, a year a year cycle get in touch with like at least in europe with all the with all the cycles of nature uh understand your own cycles like the uh, uh, the menstrual cycle like and is that in according to moon phases or not do you believe it's total horse shit or not i don't i think it's we should really 
give some credit to that. There's a reason that the cycle is 28 days and there's a reason like usually the moon phase is 28 days. Uh, I mean, the cycle usually is 20, like the mean is 28 days. Let's, yeah. let's say that. So, and we are affected by this. We are like a lot, a lot of water, 55 to 70%, depending on age. Yeah, and look. the moon is affecting water, not just in us, but also in trees and everything. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that moon wood is already studied and works pretty well at the old, Woodworkers knew that pretty well. They knew it when they were building like ships for Caesar. People were killed. Like I'm, I'm serious. That's not. A, that's like when the when the, they were like building the 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 ships for like the Roman Empire. They had the specific instructions that the that the wood had to be uh, harvested at a certain time of of the year according to moon phase. And if they didn't do it, they would just uh, chop their heads off. And because they were just not as, as durable for water, for the conditions, for anything. It, it's really interesting. And we are an innate part of that. We have, we are, we are nature. And we have forgotten a lot about that. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm wearing, I'm wearing shoes now and I don't like it. So when I go out, I have the nutrition seminar today. I'm going to, yeah, thank you. I'm going to take off my shoes and I'm going to be barefoot again. Yeah. We, we need I am 100% sure we need the grounding mm. on many levels, on many levels. And we need the grounding with Mother Nature, with Earth. Get your hands in the dirt. Yeah. Get your feet on the ground. Let's lay on the grass again. Let's let's make compost. One of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, get your compost going. Build up the soil. Yeah. It's like, we forgot about this. Like, it's yeah, we need... I am... Like we, I want to bring that back, and ultimately, I want to have like something along the lines or living really as we tried in Ayampa, just to to put all of or many of those thoughts and ideas into what we have built there as a house structure. Mm. Monologue, over. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> no, amazing. Look, like another layer to health, where it's like. Yes, it is, of course, all within ourselves and it is like uniquely up to us and nobody of us is a so-called like self-made whatsoever because we are only existing in correlation, in relation to whatever is yeah. around us. And yes. so that and does have a huge impact. Like we can't discredit any of that. Like you live in a city like New York City, you probably fucked on some level just by living in that environment. You can meditate and you can eat well and all of that, but you will still have that impact of living in the city. Yeah. It's like you, you yeah. can't take yourself out of there. And again, not saying that New York's or cities in general don't have any value they bring out definitely different energies and different attitudes and characteristics within ourselves. And probably if we want to get some shit done, it's nice to be in a city because <laughs> there is actually a lot of energy of like the masculine, like pursuing and like achieving and all of that. Yet it's also nice to honor that as a season, be in a city for a certain amount of time and then come back to nature and recalibrate and reevaluate Am I even achieving what I want to be? Like, am I even flying into the direction that I want to be rooted in, you know? Or did I lose my roots and I'm just flying around and fucking around and doing things that are actually not that beneficial for myself? So it's like, again, like everything 
has its place, but like really having that reverence also for what do I want to expose myself to right now? And you you mentioned like the, the seasons and nature. And it's very interesting because that is a thing that came up for me recently is actually a month ago or something. I realized that I didn't really have an internal winter for like three years or so. And that does have to do with the places I chose to live in. Like I chose to spend a lot of time during the, the winter months in the Northern Hemisphere where I originate from in the tropics where there was basically no winter and I just kept going and kept going and I learned how to surf and I opened, like I started my business and then I grew my business and then I did this and then we visited my family and my wife's family in Russia and in Germany and there was basically never this resting, you know, like never this really just going within and allowing the beds to rest, you know, not planting anything, not harvesting anything, not watering anything, just allowing the beds to rest, you know, it didn't have that for, I think, around three years now. And I felt how really my body is craving that. And interestingly, now we are actually going into the winter period of the Northern Hemisphere, like not where we are right now, but and I feel like I really want that winter for myself. Like I really actually don't want to focus on growing my business. I really want to focus on just resting, like doing the things that give me joy unconditionally, you know, going out in nature, like those kind of things. Really also focusing on myself, like dialing in a routine that actually does serve me, not a routine that I've just been doing for the last couple of years, but a routine that serves me now and like really determining actually what does serve me now and like what does what does my soil look like you know what what do i need do i need nitrogen in there what what do i need like do i need more like carbon do i need more this do i need more that what what should i start bringing into that place for the next growing season because yeah. if I don't take care of that, like whatever I grow next season is going to be shit or not as good as it could be. And so like, it's interesting. I didn't honor that. Like I didn't have a winter for three years and now I really feel like I crave it. And yeah. at the same moment, I have a big resistance to it. I have a big resistance to actually resting because I was just going, 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 going. And so it's really interesting how actually there is this, physiological need there but then there might be a mental construct on top of like no you need to be growing your business because you're not at the amount that you want to earn yet or you're not at this or whatsoever it's like yeah but your body asks for rest so like honor it or honor it not but it's like it will have an impact on your health like i think that's what i want to say it's like it's not it doesn't mean that i need to rest right now but it might have a long-term effect on my health if I honor my actually natural cycle or our natural cycle, nature cycle, or if I don't honor it. So just yeah, having well, that awareness that it does have an impact. Yeah, it does, hundred percent. Well, when I like when I was studying medicine, I also like it. Well, I did a, a kung fu style for like ten years of my life, so I was a bit immersed into that. In, into that like with the chi and moving your chi and chi gong and uh, and then when i went to university i also did some acupuncture and i've seen a bit about their philosophy 
behind like how they see things and they see it what's the word for it when you see phenomena and you the the phenomena is inter like is interacting with with each other and they have a quite good understanding of how process that's what i wanted to say how processes work mm -hmm. like circular processes which life is you know with all the elements they have like fire and wood and uh, iron and what what leads to what and that 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 made a lot of sense too you know as you said like staying with the seasons like having a season where you're actually going internally to gather your forces and to get more clear and like winter and to be with yourself enclosed maybe um super important yeah and then to come back out into primavera into um spring, spring and to start sowing again and then having it bloom and and that's that's what they have in, in as far as i understood pretty well established like these understandings of of the cycles in nature and in us um that's pretty neat and then when they act according to their belief system and doing the medicine like acupuncture at certain points but more than anything what they actually what Chinese medicine actually is, is a lot of herbology yeah. and a lot of decog. It's much more than people think. It's like a lot of people think it's just acupuncture. No, no, it's way more herbology than acupuncture, actually. And acupuncture needs, at least in my opinion, a very high degree of, uh, of mastership to be able to move qi. But that's what, what, uh, what needles can do. Uh, yeah. But you can also fuck it up big times if you don't really know about it much you you mean like tattooing <laughs> also working with the needle also working with the needle but maybe yeah. not moving so much g i don't know um, i would yeah i would i'm pretty conservative in that way i don't like certain points to be triggered all the time by ink or anything in or on there so but everybody as they want you know it's like it's their life beauty uh, is also enough. an expression of health sorry beauty is also an expression of health oh but beauty is very uh personal i would yes. say definitely and that's why yeah. we can't really say if tattoos are good or bad like if somebody really feels so much beauty and excitement about a tattoo it might actually be beneficial to their health instead of holding it back their entire life and not expressing that but again unique like as you said it's very yeah. personal um one thing that i actually that that just came came up to me when you were talking about um chinese medicine and herbology and all of that and i i got i myself got a little bit into studying herbalism now And how it's yeah. like all like connected with like our anatomy, but then also with like the emotions, like how all the different organs also have like their kind of um, expression in the emotional realm. And you could bring in like the chakras there or like energy centers, however you want to call it. But either way, it's like you having said that a lot of people perceive that kind of that acupuncture thing is like the main expression of Chinese medicine But actually yeah, it is like this this herbology or like herbalism just yeah. gave me that that inspirational thought or like that like yeah just this thought of like 
actually a really good medical system or a really good healthcare system actually focuses a lot more on disease prevention rather yeah. than disease um, treatment. And so it's interesting that actually a lot of us in modern society look at acupuncture because we already fucked up and we're like, oh my God, I need acupuncture to fix me. But then actually a main or the main part of traditional Chinese medicine is like, we just ideally don't really get sick because we take care of ourselves through nutrition, through movement like Qigong, through using the different herbs to stimulate certain processes within our body, having like certain laxatives within our body if we feel like something is constipated to flush it out so that it actually does not accumulate and it does not create more problems than it actually would have to create. And so that was just an interesting thing that a really good healthcare system actually works a lot with preventive um, like methodologies rather than focusing their entire force on the treatment of stuff that just, as you said, actually chronic ailments take a very, very long time, sometimes even generations to manifest. So it's like, if we really take care of ourselves and do good things, like have a good lifestyle, have a nice routine that actually serves us in this moment and are also open to to move with that and to adjust that um, mm. depending on what we require in the moment, we actually doing a fucking good job of being our own healthcare provider. And we probably are less dependent on, on whatever else is, is out there promising us health and well-being and whatsoever. Yeah. That that's empowerment. Yeah. There you go. Um, and a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent where I'm going. Yeah. And when people come to me, I try to establish as most beneficial things and and acts and like a whole realm, as I said, to bring that that back in. Mm-hmm. And what really and i just reiterate on that is just uh for people listening they might be interested in actually checking out peter atia like he that's a very clear thing and i really liked it about him when you look at our healthcare system you have there's a difference let's let's start like this there's a difference between health span and lifespan Mm. okay you Mm. can have a long life but you can be pretty sick for a long time that's that doesn't happen for many people but it and what happens in the and he calls it medical 2.0 is like you have health span let's see this is health span and you have lifespan here and you have the health span and it goes down and at the end when you're pretty low already then then medicine kicks in and just helps you to it gives you probably a couple of years more a couple of months depending on what what's going on but that's when as you said rightfully so in my opinion uh then 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 it's when a system kicks in and tries to help do whatever you know you do surgery you get a a ton of medications whatever you know radiation like well Mm -hmm. but again i want people to have health span long 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 long. the question is what to do now in your 20 Mm. 30 or 40s to have more of that health span and then usually also more of your lifespan too which it's like and i yeah that makes so much sense it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah okay just to give that idea to people is very powerful mm-hmm. that's what i'm trying that's what 
Peter Thiel, this like this MD is like has a lot of great ideas and strategies and not just strategy, but also like uh, tactics on how to do that. Yeah. And of course that entails nutritional uh, molecules, he calls it, or nutrition. He doesn't call it nutrition. He, he has another word for it. Uh, and exercise and, and uh, yeah. So this is what I'm now incorporating into mm -hmm. what I'm doing now too in in my practice yeah. so this is why i'm not why i'm not just calling osteopathy anymore but osteopathy and and health coaching uh, and it is prevention 100 that's yeah. what i'm striving for because anything else to me doesn't make much sense yeah or it i just can't see it in the way because the system works pretty well for few and get extremely rich and powerful yeah but that's not a system i want to live with and I want to live in, and I want to give to my to my uh, to my daughters and to my kids or to anyone. Because mm -hmm. to me, in some way, shape, or form, there is an evil part to that, and I I am not in alignment with, with that. Yeah. Is there anything like as we're as we're starting to <laughs> to wrap this whole thing up? Um, yeah. Is there? anything that is still like on your on your heart on your mind that you would like to share with people like i mean you you definitely already got gave a lot of very valuable insight and information in your perspective of like health and how you help people reestablish it and find their own way and be empowered in their own like being as a healthcare provider for themselves but like is there is there anything else that you would like to share with people Well, I would love to get together with people and just build this system and world that we really want to live in. Like, mm -hmm. really. In a long run. Especially now with, yeah, whatever's on the horizon with Third World War and AI and, like wokeness and whatever like there's so much stuff going on and that i see very critical mm. and i've been stuck for a long time in 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 a loop of just being against stuff mm. like oh i don't like that i don't want that blah, blah. yeah well it doesn't help so now is the time to just build what i want mm -hmm. before and something exactly go for what I really want and what I want to bring, what I want to have for myself and my family and everybody around me. And there we are again with permaculture, design principles. Uh, there we are with prevention, which is a part of that. There we are with, yeah, getting rid of toxins and doing stuff that helps us. This, I really like understanding principles in my diagnostics, in my treatments, in what I'm trying to give to people, and then be free with that. But as we are part of nature as a principle for me, mm -hmm. and as sun goes up and goes down and it defines a day, and these are all principles. And we cannot get out of that system and be healthy in the long run as a species. That is impossible. Mm -hmm in my opinion. So I want to build spaces that incorporate that again. Yeah. 
and there are already so many people out there doing it yeah and i want to connect with them and and do it in more places <laughs> you know so in the end there's like little islands of just up, and that's one i need to get that out it's abundance there is abundance in nature mm -hmm. period and we have been told there is no abundance or there's scarcity like the whole system and the money system and what pretty much every system you look at is built on fear and scarcity yeah usually to control and gain power over someone or something which i am also not in alignment with i don't i that is part of taking the roots and wings from people mm -hmm. so this is what i'm striving for and i wish to bring more into this world in the long run starting now here again and trying to go from there step by step as the process to to staying healthy and coming back to me and myself mm. like a concentration like a meditation and to go back into myself understanding that and yeah understanding me as a part of of the whole yeah nice i love that fuck yeah so you hear it guys like if you if you want to also like establish like simple systems that kind of create freedom and just make sense <laughs> and abundance and abundance like you know the thing is you don't even need to create abundance just like systems that actually free ourselves from a system that or like that promotes scarcity and, and then yeah. and and then realizing oh shit out of there i'm already abundant so yeah if you want yeah. that if you want to be abundant in your health, if you want to be abundant in your relationships and connection with yourself and with other people, reach out to Phil. I'll I'll also put your website, like you you send me over all your links and I'll put them all down in the show notes. He's going to get a little bit more active on there. And if you were, <laughs> I don't know for what reason you would be in Ecuador, but if you're in Ecuador, in Cuenca, like you can go and visit Phil's nutrition seminars. You can get fucking incredible treatment and um empowerment sessions from him and so yeah i'm just really grateful that we had this conversation and it was very very interesting and enlightening in many aspects of understanding health and just revisiting and remembering what to focus on and that it's actually very simple if we break it down and come back to nature True. Thanks, my man. That was a pleasure. Fuck yeah. Honor <laughs> and a pleasure. Have a great day. And we see you hopefully soon. We we are banned from Ecuador for two years now because we oh, overstayed. <laughs> yeah, we overstayed our visa. But oh. but, but right. we'll be probably back to Peru at some point and because we All love right. Peru. And maybe you want to come over because Peru is fucking yeah. sick. A lot of patience hey. here. <laughs> <laughs> and so many ways. Uh yes. But yes. yeah, we'll 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 stay in touch online as long as needed and then hopefully soon in person again. All right. Man, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. That was it for today. I hope to be able to welcome you back on here very soon. 
And if you liked that episode, feel free to share it with friends, family, whoever you feel like would benefit from it on your social media or any other way that you can imagine sharing that. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you.